Hey folks, Lori Baltimore here with another edition of Hyperwave. Uh, I am hungover as balls. Very much hungover. Uh, went out last night. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I uh, I worked out pretty hard yesterday. I've been doing this uh, rowing machine. You ever heard of this? You know, you sit down, it's like a rowing machine where you're pulling the string back like a, like a ripcord. I bought one. And I've been doing it every day for like a couple months now. And I am getting fucking jacked. I am getting apple jacked. And uh, it's nice, man. I'm seeing like my back is kind of getting shredded. It's kind of crazy. Like my forearms are getting bigger. And I can just, I just feel tight. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my chest and my back, I just feel swollen and tight all the time. It feels good, man. It makes me feel like a hard ass, you know? So, uh,. After I got off this workout yesterday, I did a 5K row and then a 5K run. That's 10K of exercise, man. That's a lot. It was a lot, man. And I felt really good after. And I looked in the mirror after I got, you know, showered and dressed. And I was like, dude, you look fucking good, bro. You know, you ever have those days where you look in the mirror, your your hair is perfect, you look amazing. Your fat isn't bulging out. You're getting no fat bulges. There's no fat bulging going on. And I'm getting tight, dude. You know, like my, like I, for real, I'm getting kind of like, I'm not going to say lean because I'm obviously not lean, but the, 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 uh, the foundation of my body under the fat is getting rock solid and and you know my fat isn't really bulging now i'm starting to kind of transform how my body looks man i felt so good i was looking in the mirror i was like holy shit bro you look good you feel good you're on a high right now let's go into the city and try to get laid or something to that effect you know like you know that's always in the back of your mind you're like who wouldn't fuck me right now I feel that way a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. It's the I have a deep-seated maybe narcissism. I, I don't know. Hubris maybe. But I look at myself in the mirror, just my face, and I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, you are gorgeous. You are beautiful. And you mix that with feeling good about my body after a fucking runner's high. Yeah, I'm going into the city. I'm going to try to get laid, you know. Did I get laid last night? That's the question on everybody's mind. Did Lori B. get laid? Well, no, I didn't. Why? Because I don't have great social skills. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I just don't have the thing inside of me. Now Now you're like, oh, you know, it's got to take some uh, social skill to have a podcast to do stand-up comedy to exist in the world today, you must have some social skills. You can speak to people. Yeah, I can. You know, if I'm at work, you know, or if I – here's the thing. I have to have some, uh, you know, good context. I've got to have context. I have to know why are we having this conversation is this a valid conversation? Like is this person going to respond to me if I speak to them? When you're at a bar, man – you're in a place like Seattle, of all places. Women don't want to talk to you. They want you to die in Seattle. A place like Seattle, not only does the average person on the street not care if you're alive or dead, if you're a man 
and you're going to, like, come on to a woman, quote, like, come on to them, like, at a bar, you're just going to sneak up beside them and go, hey, pretty lady, or however a person does that. They are going, if they have a knife, they'll stab you with it. Met, well, maybe that's just how I feel. Maybe that's my bias is because I, I, I'm scared to talk to them because I feel like people out here are so unapproachable. I'm scared, you know. I'm scared. I have to do my dating on Tinder, you know, because then I have the context. Then I know you're expecting, you know, you swiped on me. We swiped on each other. Okay, you want to talk to me. So I'm going to send a message out there, you know. So that then I've got the safety. I've got the safety of the social context to make me feel confident enough to actually say something. You go downtown, man, you've got to be pulled into a conversation and then hopefully you can peripherally talk to or around a woman and she will choose to join the conversation. I'm scared of it. That's all I'm saying. And maybe I don't I'm I don't actually look as good as I think I do. You know, I felt really good looking at myself. But that's like you know, if we're t- you know, that's uh by by contrast. I'm I'm looking at myself not in contrast with other people, but in contrast with myself a month ago. And yeah, I'm looking at myself like, damn, you look good by contrast to yourself when you were uglier, not with the general population. It could be so that I'm actually fat and disgusting. Nobody wants to even see me. So what am I going to go out and pick somebody up? Probably not. But it did not stop me from having the confidence to go downtown. I smoked must be six, seven cigarettes. I, my lungs hurt. I'm wheezing this morning. Uh, these That was my last. That was the last of it. I accidentally bought a pack uh, a couple weeks ago, and I've just been smoking like one a day. You know, I'll like smoke a little tiny bowl and uh, to take the edge off, and then I'll want to smoke a cigarette because you want to push that buzz as far as you can take it. So I'll smoke a little cigarette, but now now I, I finished off the pack, so it's no more ciggies for Lori B. Anyway, guys, uh, yeah, I'm hungover as balls. I wanted to do an episode for my little Lori Baltasmores over here because uh, I'm not really putting out this fresh content anymore. And I also wanted to do one where I wasn't drunk. I wanted to – but much like every artist ever, my best stuff probably happens when I'm drinking or smoking crack. Not that I've ever smoked crack before, but uh, I, I think I've got some prompts. Let's go to the prompts, guys. Uh, let me see how far this goes. Okay. All right, I got it right here, guys. Here's a question for you. This is not really a joke. This is more motivational. When's the last time that you had your day made? I spend too much time... Thinking about, oh, fuck, dude. You were never supposed to know this as the audience. I'm taking a shit right now. And uh, I'm taking a a hungover dump is what's happening. And I totally just, I don't have any toilet paper. Fuck. I used the rest of it last night. And I fucking... When I was drunk, when I got home and I was like, first thing in the morning, I'll just go to the store and get a couple groceries, pick up some toilet paper. Here I am. Fuck. All right. So I'm going to have to sit on this toilet 
just dookie and all, man. Anyway, fuck. All right. Death of a salesman. Anyway, uh, when's the last time you had your day made? I spend so much time thinking about words and me and my buddy do this. I spend too much time thinking about phrases and words and just how when you take them as literally as they can be taken, it's very interesting. They're they're very interesting sayings. And I think when somebody says that made my day, that my day is made now. I've made you've made my day. I think that that's such an interesting thing to think about literally because I think with language in general, obviously, you know what everything means, you know, hopefully. You know what stuff means, but you don't really think of the meaning of what you're saying. Do, do, you, know what I'm, do you know what I mean? Because it's like any good fucking Wittgensteinian or deconstructionist would tell you, or structuralist, that uh, it's all language games. All, all truth systems and everything like that, you know. Truth systems, social schemas, and things like that. These are all word games. Words just refer to other words in an endless chain of meaning. Um, and, and a lot of this meaning is, is understood in context, right? Like if somebody goes, hey, you look really good today. And you go, you know what? That just made my day. You understand as the person who gave the compliment that since you gave a compliment, you made that person very happy and now they're, they're glad. They're having a good day now, you know. So you understand in context what that means. But the true meaning of to say you've made my day is kind of meaningless. It doesn't make any sense at all. You've made my day? No, you did not. The Lord our God made your day. You know what I mean? I mean, like, made as in, like, to actually construct or make something, you know, it's interesting. Um, But outside of that, outside of, like, just, you know, talking in stupid circles about words, are you even in the right frame of mind to have your day made? And that's my question to you, my Lori Baltusmore, my little baby sweet angel. Lori Baltusmore, I love you, okay? I love you, my little baby Baltusmore. I love you. Now I'm asking you, when's the last time you had your day made? Are you even in the right frame of mind to have your day made? Or are you miserable, like me, walking around every day, taking everything for granted that you have, never counting a blessing, thinking to yourself, this is just it until I die. And then you get you get so cynical and pessimistic that you're like, fuck. People hurt you. People take from you. And all you've got to do is keep going to work, man. This is it until you're dead. And then eventually one day your parents die. Great. Awesome. I'm working until one of my parents dies. So then I can go through the heartache of that. So I can go through the terrible tragedies of life, pick up, and then life becomes even harder than it was before, and then just continue to slog through it. That's what life is, right? That's that's how I get sometimes, very cynical. Lori Baltimore, Lori Baltimore, I am the. So 
am I even in the right frame of mind to have my day made? Let me tell you what happened to me. I was going over to uh, Walgreens or CVS or whatever they got over here. And I was getting something in the morning. And I had this. I had <clears throat> this old lady. I'd never seen her there before. She must have just got hired. And uh, she was like, honey, do you know who you look like? And there's always two people that Lori Baltimore gets compared to. One is Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I feel like is probably the most accurate. When I was in college and I was a lot fatter, people called me Fat Mac. Okay. On my good days. Now, on my good days, I'm not endorsing this. I'm just saying I get it a lot. Like, it's actually kind of crazy how often I get it. It's Ryan Reynolds. Okay? Sue me. I'm holding my hands up like, you know, what do you want from me? That's just what people say. I'm, I'm not telling them to say it. I'm not endorsing it. I'm not leading with that. Hey, name's Lori Baltimore. I look like Ryan Reynolds. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying people say that to me a lot. So she was like, do you know who you look like? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, is she going to say Ryan Reynolds, dude? She goes, you look like that guy from that movie. Uh, you look like that. Uh, who's that guy that plays Deadpool? And I was like, Ryan Reynolds. And she was just like, yeah, you look exactly like Ryan Reynolds. You look great. And I was like, oh, my God, old lady. Seriously? You just made my day. She made my day, man. Now, I could have been miserable, dude. I could have went in there unapproachable. You know, because that's how I look all the time. Everywhere I go, I have a scowl on my face. I hate every person. When you live in a big city, you have to hate everybody because somebody is going to try to hurt you. You know, that's that's kind of the feeling you get. Somebody's going to try to fuck with you. So you got to look like an asshole all the time. So I could have went in there with a scowl. I could have went in there like, you know, not open to talk to people and made that clear with my facial expressions. No. I must have been, you know, in a good enough mood where I smiled at her probably and she felt comfortable enough to open up and talk to me, open a little dialogue, give me a compliment. She made my goddamn day. When people tell me I look like Ryan Reynolds, guys, I used to weigh 320 pounds. That means a lot. And now that I'm losing a lot of weight, getting really in shape, people tell me I look like Ryan Reynolds more and more. It feels amazing. So, so, you know, as they say, every dog has its day or his day. I'm trying to be gender neutral. Okay. A little forward thinking for you. Every dog has its day. Every dog has their day. Jure. Every dog has jizz or jure day. Jizz, jure, they or them day. Okay. Every dog. And other kin. No, I'm kidding. Uh, every dog has its day. Now... That's every dog, man. You think about that. Every dog has his day. Everybody gets fucking lucky, man. Everybody gets lucky at least once. Everybody has that defining moment in their life. It's their fucking day. Defining moment. Crossroads. Where you make it or you break it, man. And you don't know when that day will come. You don't know when any opportunity will come come to you. You have no idea when that will happen. You don't. So so I want to say something that I'm trying to be a little bit more, I don't know, <clears throat> intentional and conscious of, in, intentional about and conscious of, is just being open to the opportunities of the day. Because, you know, every single day is monotonous. And I think that, that when you start to get our age, you know, I'm almost 30, 
you really start to settle in to life and uh, it looks not promising, I think, unless I mean, unless you lived your life pretty well leading up to this point and you made a lot of the right decisions, like great decisions, or you come from money. You can look at life when you get to my age and you're kind of just a normal guy and you're like, this fucking sucks, man. I'm just living the same day over and over again, just like Groundhog's Day. And much like Bill Murray in the movie, I want to jump off of a fucking bridge. I want to jump off of a building to make it stop because it sucks. It's just repeating the same boring shit. So, you know, I think we can get miserable. We get really, uh, we start to suffer from, you know, a lot of the things that fucking animals and zoos start to suffer from. We start to gnaw on our fingernails. You know what I mean? We start to grind our teeth down from stress. When we're not, we don't really have much to be stressed about. It's all, you know, it's it's uh, psychosomatic. Not psychosomatic is not the right word. It's 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 a mental game. You know, it's like orcas. If you look at, you know, there's pictures of orcas in the wild, and their teeth are very very sharp and long and pointy. And then pictures of orcas in captivity, and their teeth are like ground down to flat nubs. And the reason that happens is because they literally they chew on the side of the pool. They chew they chew on things out of stress. They don't have anything to be stressed about. You know, they have their food. They are safe of all predators. I mean, realistically, they have nothing really to be stressed out about. They could just, they could live the life, just swim around all day. But they're in captivity. They're, they're probably, it's probably sentient. I mean, these, these whales are probably sentient creatures <laughs> trapped in captivity. And, and much like that, <clears throat> human beings, we are all trapped in captivity. It, it, we have the illusion of freedom. We have the illusion of freedom. And sometimes that's enough for people. But, you know, if you look at, if you could, uh, if you had an app, which you, there are apps for this, I'm sure. It's a little GPS tracker that shows you where you walk all day long. And it shows you throughout the week everywhere you go. And it's just like a constant line following you of where you go. There's going to be some light lines going to a few different places. But the very heavy dark line is going to be back and forth to work. And back and forth to a couple other places you go frequently. Now, do me a favor. I'm trying. I hope that that uh, that illustration comes through. I'm saying, like, imagine you had a little paint roller following behind everywhere you went, and it was painting orange behind everywhere you went. Okay, the paint would start to get really dark in the places you all, that you go frequently throughout the week, and it would be a little lighter on the places that you go sometimes throughout the week. But for the most part, if you looked at that from a bird's eye view and you saw your tracks, so to speak, of all the places you go, and you zoomed out very far, that would be, it would cover such a small area of what is possible in the world that you would see that your whole life is lived in a tank. I mean, we look at a tank or a prison cell as being too small, and we define that as captivity, but you are captive as well. There's only so far you can go from your house. There's only so long you can go without going to work. Do you know what I mean? You can leave your house forever. I mean, you own it. You can go. You don't ever have to go back if you don't want to. Work, on the other hand, you have to go back there. You have to. The only reason you can leave your house and go wherever you want is because you're constantly going to work. If you were not going to work and making money, you, you would be captive in a different way. We're all captive. And so human beings, we sit, we gnaw on our fingernails, and we get paranoid. We get 
delusional sometimes. I mean, quite often, yeah, we get delusional about the world. We get delusional about, uh, delusional about ourselves, start to hate our bodies, start to hate ourselves. Uh, we're jealous of people who are living better lives because we are in captivity. And so it's so easy to start to lose your shit and to develop these pathologies that are going to lead to self-destructive behavior, which are actually just going to exacerbate all the stuff we're going through anyway. So it's really easy to become a negative Nancy, so to speak. A negative Nancy. Nobody likes those. And I am one. I'm a curmudgeon. I know that. And, uh, you know, but it's just, you know, I'm just, I'm putting it out there. It's just, it's really, I think it's really valuable to be able to rise above that. Be aware of it on some days, man. And just have an attitude of open arms on um, days. Because you never know. You are the dog and one day will be your day. Is today that day? You have no idea. But you better be open to the opportunity. Much like M&M's lose yourself. You know what I mean? I'm still on the toilet with Dookie, dude. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And it's not comfortable. My, my legs are falling asleep. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, we're going to move the show forward here. We're going to go back to the prompts. Let's see what we got here. Um... Had your day made. Make your make my day. Or yeah, like a cowboy. He's like, uh, we're going to duel. And he says, make my day. That's so interesting. This is going to make my day. I just think it literally, it's just an interesting little phrase. Uh, have you ever seen a woman with a cane before? This is, I think is interesting. Now, anytime you think of a, a stylish cane, a stylish cane. You know, where it's like kind of like a slender stick with like a golden little top or something like that. It's always a man or a pimp or like some old aristocrat, you know, click clacking around with a cool little cane. You've never seen a woman with one of those. Have you? Maybe you have. I have not. I The only time I've seen a woman with a cane is like they're, they've got like a... It's like those canes that go down and then split into four legs so that they're super stable. Because they, they need the stability to, to help them walk when they're super old. I'm talking like, I'm talking like a like a an, a handsome woman in her like fifties, very stylish with a stylish cane to go along with her outfit. That's what I'm talking about. You're never gonna find that. You know what I mean? You're never gonna find that. Um. So I just think it's weird. Anyway. Uh, Vin Diesel's real name is Mark Sinclair. You heard it here on Hyperwave, guys. Uh, Vin Diesel, I think, is probably the most overrated action star in the history of, uh, cinema. I think that he, he's ugly, firstly. I think he's very, he's, he looks like a fucking turtle, dude. He is so ugly. And, uh, he's not a particularly talented actor, He's not compelling in any way whatsoever. Bruce Willis, I mean, back in the day, he's a pretty good-looking guy. Great action star. Decent actor. I mean, like, decent actor. He could play the tough guy. You know, he could do a softer role. Bruce Willis, good guy. I mean, I don't know if he's a good guy, but he's a good actor. You know, he's he's iconic action hero. He did a great job. Uh, Vin Diesel, man, he sounds like he's got a bubble in his throat all the time. It's kind of he's kind of got like a it's kind of like a nasally bubble in the back. I can't really do it, but you, you know what I'm talking about. He kind of sounds like he's got a Vin Diesel or not a Vin Diesel, Lou 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 Gehrig. Yeah, it's Lou Gehrig, the baseball player. Uh, Lou Ferrigno. 
He's got like a Lou because Lou Ferrigno's like deaf or whatever, so he kind of's got like he's kind of got like a, like a deaf thing going on. Vin Diesel kind of has that too. Uh, so he's not, he, there's nothing good about him. He sucks. He's just jacked. That's it. His he changed his name to Vin Diesel. Okay, that's a porn name from Mark Sinclair. I'm gonna tell you right now, Mark Sinclair, badass name. Sinclair is a fucking sick last name. Mark, maybe you could change Mark to like, I don't know. Even Vin. You could have just done Vin Sinclair. That's kind of cool. Vincent Sinclair. Right? Something like that. Uh, Yeah. You could have had something that sounded a little bit more posh, a little bit more sophisticated. Instead, you got really jacked. You shaved your head, and then you changed your name to Vin Diesel. Vin. Hey, Vin. Horrible. Phonetic. Phonetically speaking, just listening to how it sounds, horrible choice. Vin, Vin, there are so many one-syllable sounds you can make with the alphabet, with the English language that sound better than Vin, okay? And then Diesel, dude, that is, come on. There there are a lot, I think, what's that guy's name, Shane Diesel or whatever? These are real porn stars. Last name, Diesel. Diesel, guys. Who do you think you are, Mark Sinclair? You're going to come in here with your big muscles. You're going to change your name from Mark Sinclair to Vin Diesel? No. That's not going to work for me, man. And you're what you're going to make like a billion dollars at box office with a fucking movie that never dies where you're driving cars and then now somehow you're all master criminals? No. No, dude, no. You got to think, man. Okay, going this is going we're coming full circle here. Can you imagine? Every dog has its fucking day. You never know when you're going to get lucky. You never know when you're going to get lucky. We had a guy some 25 years ago named Mark Sinclair. Okay? Never had any acting gigs cuz his name was Mark Sinclair. Maybe he was a little too Wonder bread sounding, you know, and his hairline wasn't that great. He wasn't really that great looking of a guy. He wasn't really getting a lot of gigs, man. But, you know, he spent the summer getting fucking jacked. He cycled on steroids like twice, got a little jacked in a pretty short amount of time. Went to his agent. He said, hey, agent, changing the name from Mark Sinclair to Vin. Okay, Mark, Vin what? Vin Diesel. And then he pulls his fucking four-foot cock out and fucking slaps it on the table. Vin Diesel. Okay? And he goes, you know, that's not bad. All right, we'll go with Vin Diesel. you trying to do gay porn? No, I want to be in the big pictures. I want to be on the silver screen. I'm doing movies. (sighs) Agent says, I mean, let's roll the dice. And Vin goes, hey... I'm going to shave my head too so I look like a big fucking fat jack turtle with a stupid voice who can't act. His his manager goes, listen, I think this is all great. You're crushing it. And you know what? I'm going to actually have you read for this movie called Fast, The Fast and the Furious. It's about, ra- it's about poor losers racing cars. 
And he goes, bet. I'm going to be the strong family guy. I'm going to be the strong La Familia guy who goes in there and holds it all down because I'm the leader of the pack. Oh, you got the part. Oh, this was a hit. Oh, we, we're going to make two more and not have you in them because you're Vin Diesel and you're doing other movies now because this slingshotted your fucking career. Now you're Riddick. You've done Pitch Black. You've done The Chronicles of Riddick. You've done The Pacifier. You've done Triple X. You have, wow, you're a fucking multi-millionaire now, Vin Diesel. If Mark Sinclair, guys, can do that, you can too. You can have your fucking day because Mark Sinclair is an ugly loser. But look at him now. He's Vin Diesel, for God's sake. Right? Not only that, oh, you thought his day was already made when he was a multimillionaire superstar A-lister actor? No, not even close. What happens? Fast and Furious 4 comes out, and then they decide to make, what is it, like six more? They decided to make six more of those, and who is top billing every time? Vin fucking Diesel. Vin fucking Diesel, dude. So now he went from a multimillionaire to probably a billionaire. Hey, Google, what's the net worth of Vin Diesel? I don't know, but I found these results on search. Let me see. $225 million. $225 million he's worth. A quarter of a billion. There's a difference between being a multimillionaire where you're like 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 20, 50 million. The 100 million, that's when we start getting into filthy rich. 100 million. This motherfucker is twice filthy rich. He's $225 million because they wanted to make Fast and the Furious 4. It was a hit, and then they've just been fucking milking it. Paul Walker's death, best thing that ever happened for that franchise because it makes no sense, and it's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. The only thing that could have kept people interested is Paul Walker dying. To give people the idea, the false sense that Fast and Furious meant anything more to the zeitgeist than it actually did. That it meant anything more to pop culture and people and moviegoers than it actually did. It was a poppy, shitty action flick. And now it's, it is a fucking cornerstone in the bedrock of, of pop culture. It's crazy crazy and who did that mark sinclair look at the old pictures of vin diesel he's a fucking creepy ugly looking fuck face shaved his head changed his name to something completely absurd and now he's twice filthy rich now if you're gonna think that you're just sitting there what that that's why it was happening to mark sinclair he was just sitting there not happy not getting gigs not 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 doing what he loved. And then he decided, I'm going to shave my head, be a big f- fucking fat, bald, idiot turtle, and I'm going to make it work. And he did. You never know. Shave your head. Change your name. Do something, man. You know, you never know when it's all going to work out, when it's all going to pick up. You just got to be dedicated to a dream, man. Get your day made. Get your day made. All right, we're moving on. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is way too much. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just working off these prompts here. What I know I meant when I wrote that was let's say you are pitching an idea. You are sitting in a in a 
like a testing room, testing ideas out. Uh, what, what do they call that? I can't think of a name. I'm, I'm hungover. It's, I'm not firing on all cylinders here. Like a, like a, a testing group. Like, anyway, anyway. You know, you got, you've got a guy there. And he's sitting with some people. And they're like, guys, uh, you know, we need some more ideas for this Christmas. Uh, we need a good toy. We need the toy of the year that all the kids are going to want to get. Does anybody have an idea? And then you got the guy who showed up late, hungover. You know, he doesn't feel good. You know, he's, he, he, he also didn't remember what the point of this meeting was. Everybody has come prepared with a list of potential toy ideas. This guy, or or, or the the protagonist here, this guy, he's got no, or lady, no idea what's going on, shows up late, almost getting sick, and they go, hey, okay, worker, you're here late. Why don't you tell us what you had in mind for the next toy of this, or this, this Christmas's big toy? You tell us what your idea is. And you can literally see them, I mean, sitting there like, hmm, uh, kind of like, you know, and they always do uh, that that scene from that fucking Kevin Spacey movie where they look at random objects in the room. And they're like, what's your name? And they're like, uh, looks over, uh, clock, uh, looks over again, uh, jelly bean. My name is Clock Jelly Bean because he saw a clock in a jelly bean. Much like that, you can see this person going, uh, teenage, uh, mutant, uh, and everybody's sitting there, like, nodding their heads slowly, like, uh, ninja, and they're like, okay, all right, okay, uh, turtles, teenage mutant ninja turtles, dude, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. None of these things match up. None of these things have anything to do with each other, man. You have to say, here's the funny thing is, it's not just Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You need to know how old they are. We want you to know these guys, 16 years old. 16, 17. Teenage Mutant. Now, it's not enough to just say that they're ninja turtles okay they're not just ninja turtles and you're and you know you can think it's like you know you you have to know that they're also mutants these are mutant turtles they have they've had the ooze the goo they've been infected with the ooze and they were just regular old sewer turtles until the ooze and now they're mutant turtles dude that's why they're walking and talking and they're like surfer guys cowabunga okay teenage mutant ninja turtles and the the fucking crazy thing is you 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 the only uh way that they we shorten that in pop culture is just by saying tmnt we still use a four-letter acronym a four-letter acronym because the whole fucking thing is too long to say teenage mutant ninja turtles teenage mutant ninja turtles it's fucking wackadoo and this person was sitting there teenage uh mutant Ninja uh, Turtles. I really think that they probably did uh, like some sampling for little kids. And they were like, pick out in this lineup, pick out 
the coolest words. What do you think are the coolest words? Kind of like if you were going to have somebody pick out the coolest letter in the, in the alphabet, they would always pick X. Nobody doesn't pick X. X is the most badass letter. Everybody knows it. So if, you ha- if you're giving a little kid a little list of words that are like power, mutant, ninja, towel, wall, floor, they're going to pick, okay, mutant, ninja, okay? They're going to pick power. They're going to pick badass. So <clears throat> I really think that they were sitting down. And they were like, okay, we need a a product that's going to apply to teenagers, appeal to teenagers. Okay, we're trying to sell to teenagers. Here's a list of words that teenagers like. Mutant and ninja was in there. Here's what the kids are interested in. Mutants and ninjas. And uh, let's go with, uh, you know, a nice neutral little creature. Some sort of a, a cool mascot, right? Boom. Selling to teenagers. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Here's the longest and most specific name in the history of the world. I just think it's it's overboard. I love I love the Ninja Turtles. I mean, they're like, you know, it's good stuff. But uh, the name is way too long. The name is unbelievable. It's way too specific. It's way too fucking specific. You know? Anyway. Uh... Last thing I got on here, I want to bring back – I've said this before. I want to bring back calling women bimbo because um, I just like it. I think it's funny. Like, yeah, you're a fucking bimbo. Okay, bimbo, you know. And you guys can call me whatever you want. I don't give a shit. I'm just saying calling girls you don't like bimbo. Girls could say it. Guys could say it. It could just be a nice little fuck you bimbo. You know, I think that's funny. I think we got to bring it back. The next thing I want to bring back, calling boobs jugs, man. And this isn't, I'm not trying to make some sort of a, you know, misogynistic episode here. It's just a couple of jokes, guys, but I'm not actually joking. Let's call boobs jugs again. You know, couple of jugs. It's like when you call balls, testicles. I think balls pretty much has taken it in the whole thing, like nuts, like balls, testicles. Calling them nuts. Dude, you hit me in the fucking nuts, bro. I think that's kind of funny because you're calling your balls nuts. But even nut, see, even then, I'm, I'm referring to the ball. I'm using balls as a neutral descriptive word instead of nuts. Nuts is like a little crass and funny. Balls, balls is just the word you use for it now. Your balls. Oh, my balls. I've got a couple of balls. <laughs> anyway... I like how you have to – now, when we're talking balls, you have to signify, you know, oh, dude, you hit me in my my ball. Or, hey, dude, you hit me in my eyeball, man. You, we use eyeball. Eyeball is the only ball we've got where we have to extra – we have to extra define and clarify which ball. We have to – we only do that with the eyeball. We don't do that with the, with the testicle. The testicle is the ball. The ball. Oh, dude, my ball hurts. Oh, what happened? I got kicked in the balls. You never say, oh, dude, my I got poked in the ball. No, you say I got poked in the eye or the eyeball. Your eyeball is the one. It's like it's it's ancillary to the the higher and more important testicle ball. It's interesting. Interesting little thing there. Um, let me see. What was I going to say? 
Oh yeah, bring bring back calling boobs jugs. Now with boobs, I think boobs won out. You know, there's breasts, breasts, breasts and testicles. You know, are analogous. They're like the more more formal, not quite formal, but like a little bit more suited for uh, appropriate conversation to call, it, say, testicles or or breasts. Not medical in any way. Um, I would say that is formal, actually, to say testicles and to say breasts. I would say that that's formal. Informal is you're talking boobs, and I think boobs and balls kind of go hand in hand there. That's like a step down into the informal, but it's not crass, and it's not overly descriptive. It's not overly uh, crude, so to speak. Then you go from balls to nuts, and then I think you go from boobs to tits. I think tits is like, show me your tits. You're being pretty crass. If you say, show me your boobs... You're kind of just being cute and funny, I think. You're not cute as in it's actually cute. It's like you're being cute like how a British would say. A Brit. Oh, that's cute, isn't it? Are you being cute now? You know. I think that you're being a little cheeky if you say boob. But when you say tit, now you're trying to get fucked or you're trying to get fucked up. You're trying to get your ass kicked or you're trying to get your dick wet. You know what I mean? So you're saying tits. So you've got balls to nuts and then you've got boobs to tits. And then I think you could go from tits to jugs. That is just crazy. That is beyond, man. That you, We've gone from crass to just a comic book. Like, you are a, com- you are a fucking cartoon right now. Like, you're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you being a cartoon. Oh, yeah, dude. Show me your jugs. Oh, she had huge jugs. <laughs> what? And then I guess what is the what's the uh the version of that for balls? You go balls, nuts. And then I guess you could say sack. Oh my sack. You hit me in my sack. I've got a I've got balls and I have a sack. Your testicles guys is a bag. Gavin McInnes has said this a million times. And and the more he says it the crazier it is. Your testicle, your sack is a bag. You have a bag on you. Men have a bag hanging from them, a skin bag. That's literally what it is. And I don't think people think about that. We've got a bag on us, dude. Hooked to us. We've got a bag, all right? And I think calling it a sack is kind of funny because it's kind of like, you know, it's utility driven. Like you have it out of choice, my sack. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Jugs, called big titties jugs. Oh, buddy, she had some jugs on her, you know? I just think that that's absurd. That's so funny. Anyway, uh, I don't have much else to say. My ass and my legs are numb, and I need to wipe with something. I'm probably going to have to waffle stomp it in the shower. Uh, Anyway, guys, uh, keep it real. Don't do anything stupid. We will see you here on the Hyper. Oh, 